Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to School of Sellers, which is a podcast for TBT sellers just like you. My name is Erin Waters and I am your host today as we dive in to something rather new here on the show, which is a live store audit. And for today's audit, I am so happy to welcome Jennifer Darrell, whose TBT store is La Profesora Inspiradora. And Jennifer is here with us today to dive into her store and kind of pick through and see what we think based on her current journey through rebranding her business. So we are taking a look at the befores and afters. We are taking a look at her colors and her fonts and all of the changes that she has made, which she will walk us through. So without further ado, welcome Jennifer to the show. Thanks so much for having me here, Erin. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. So you may or may not know that the live audits are relatively new to the podcast. So you're actually our second guinea pig, I think, for doing live audits. So we're going to do our best to talk about what we see, but also I might try to explain to the listeners what I'm seeing at the same time, just because obviously store audits tend to be pretty visual. But we will also put the video on our YouTube channel. So if you are interested in going back and checking out the on-screen action, that will be there for you as well. Yeah. So Jennifer, I know that you and I have chatted a little bit about your what you've been working on lately. And you have said that you are going through and slowly updating some of your products. So why don't you tell us, just so we have like some background information Tell us what you've been up to with your store. Yeah. Well, over the last year, I've been working really hard on the branding of my store because before that, I realized it was somewhat of a mess. Like there was no consistency. If you looked at products I had made in 2017 versus products I'd made in 2019, they were all over the place. There was nothing that said, this is La Profesora Inspiradora. So I've been working with Steph Bowker from Working Dog Resources. She's been helping me um, create my brand identity. So she designed my logo for me and then helped me come up with the colors and the fonts. But then also kind of going beyond that, like, who am I? What am I about? What's my mission? And how can I translate that to all of the aspects, the visual aspects of my covers, and then take it into the products themselves? So I've been going through and updating covers and thumbnails and previews, as well as trying to work on the products themselves to bring all of the the styling of the products up to date, see what what value I can add to them. So it's been kind of a massive project, (laughs) but I'm really thrilled with how it's coming out, but it still feels like there's so much more to do. So just really excited to get your thoughts about where I am and where I can go next. Absolutely. Well, I love that you said that there's just so much more to branding than just obviously the colors and the fonts and trying to capture that all is a long process. So I am really excited to look through. I know that this is probably something that all sellers can relate to, especially um, when you go through like the rebranding and redoing everything. So I think this is going to be a really helpful walkthrough for a lot of sellers. Excellent. I hope so. So let's just start out by I'm, I'm on your store page right now. And right off the bat, I definitely see the cohesive nature of everything that you were going for. 
I love your logo. I think the light bulb with the graduation cap is so cute and such a cool symbol that you can tie in to have your brand be recognizable. So I love that. And I think the colors work really well together. You've chosen, looks like a palette of red, yellow, greens, blues, and they just, they work really well together. And so I can definitely see that you've been trying to make sure everything is tied together nicely. I have a question for you. I noticed the different colors. So one of the things I love that you do is you have a border around all of your cover thumbnails. And I, I have found, I have played with both ways myself. And I think that the border really helps it stand out when it's, you know, among all of the other listings. Do you have a rhyme or reason to the colors that you are using? I'm still kind of working on that a little bit because there were some product lines I had where like the, the product line, each cover would have a particular style, but then if I did it for different topics, each topic would be its own color. And then other times it was like the entire product line looked exactly the same. So I've been kind of playing with that a little bit. So we're not quite to the rhyme or reason yet, Mm -hmm. but we're working on it. So like the one that's up in the featured products, there called La Ropa, the Spanish clothing vocabulary cards. That's going to be the new look for this whole product line. And I'm not done with all of the revisions of that product line, but I'm going to make all of those with like the yellow border and the picture will look like that. And, you know, that'll be the Spanish circumlocution cards is the product line. And then La Ropa is the specific topic. And they're all, they're all going to be yellow. They're going to look just like that, just with the topic changed out. Because otherwise I'm going to be dealing with like 15 different colors and it's just, it's getting too much. So, so we're going to, we're toning it down a little bit. That's cool. I mean, I don't think, I don't think either way is right or wrong. I was curious, mostly just from a design standpoint, um, if there was something that I should be looking for, like a cohesive theme. I think that color coding can be really great, but it's definitely not a must do. I feel like it works well if you have an established audience who visits your store and searches through your store Mm -hmm. versus a seller who might just have a lot of new buyers that find you from like the search on TBT. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress about that by any means. I like the border and I like how it is different colors throughout. So I think and my hope is that the palette is limited enough that if someone's looking for me, it'll still jump out as like, this is definitely yeah. from La Profesora Inspiradora, you know, and then they'll have enough clues with hopefully the words and the presentation on the covers that they'll still be able to tell what it actually is. Absolutely. And I think this is a good example too, of when you are choosing your branding, sometimes it can be tempting to put like all of your brand colors on every single thing. So I think you've done a nice job of mixing it up. So that way, like you said, whether it's a red outline or green outline or red font or green font, they all look like they're part of the same store. So I think it's, I think it's, you're off to a really good start. That's that's what I was going for. (laughs) The only, literally the only thing that I was going to say, as far as your covers are concerned, would be maybe the light green font is a little harder to read than the other ones. I noticed that you used a darker green up top in your featured. That one is way easier to read for me rather than something like this. But again, it's not a deal breaker. This is like a very minor thing. You can still read it. In fact, I love the font that you chose because I was going through your products earlier And even at a super teeny tiny size, it's really easy to read 
That's uh, what I was hoping because some of the font, I mean, I went through a phase, right? Where I think we all did. <laughs> I've got so many like, thousands of fonts downloaded on my computer. And so it was always used to like, this one's fun and this one's fun and this one's uh-huh. cute. And then I started realizing my own students would be asking me like, what's this word? And I was like, oh, there's a problem if I got so obsessed with the cutesy fonts that they literally can't read what it says. So I tried to go for like very, very legible, easy to understand because what it matters so much more how functional the products are than how cute right. they are. Right. Right. It's so hard though, because like when you first start your TPT business, you're discovering fonts and like right. all of the things. Oh. And it's like, wait, I'm supposed to just pick one of these. Like that is not happening. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell <laughs> well, you, it certainly makes me more efficient when I don't have to go through and like choose a new font every time I want to make it. It's like, Oh, bam, that's what I go to. Right. And I will tell you, I mean, I've, t- I've said this before, but I think if you are feeling bored by your brand, you're probably doing it right because it's supposed to be recognizable. And I think it's totally normal for us as the creators to get bored with it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm using the same font on every single cover. And, you know, it feels redundant, but it's not, it's quite the opposite. It's, you know, that's exactly why we do this. Um, So if you're someone who feels bored with your brand, it's fine. There's probably not anything wrong with it, but it's definitely a common way to feel. So I think that you did a really nice job choosing uh, all the pieces. As of right now, my brand is growing on me. Like I said, I was working with Steph. So she made some initial suggestions to me. She was one who found those fonts and uh, we actually got the color palette. Um, They're inspired by these Spanish mosaic tile designs called Azulejos. So we pulled the colors from there. So it would kind of tie into the Spain theme. I Um, love that. And at first, like these aren't the colors that I gravitate to in my normal life. Like my office walls are just like, you can't really, it's not coming through, but it's just like turquoisey color. Everything in my life is that color for personal <laughs> reasons, but for the branding, it didn't make sense for what I was doing. So, you know, at first I was like, okay, well, I, I can see why this palette makes sense. And the more I use it, like I'm actually falling in love with my own color palette. Like, like it gives off this warmth and this energy. And I was like, that's what I'm going for. Amazing. Yeah. So it's been really exciting to see how the branding can create like an attitude and an energy and like a real feeling to it. Well, it gives your business personality. And that's something that's just one of the things we can do to stand out amongst all of the other competitors in this space. So I think that's super important. And I think too, that sometimes, obviously we want to, I mean, I think our first instinct is to choose colors that we personally like, but I have found that when I do that, I get really sick of my brand after a while because it's the same colors that I'm seeing everywhere else in my life. So it's kind of nice sometimes (laughs) to have like that divide as tempting as it may be. (laughs) Okay, TPT sellers, quick note for all of my friends out there who love to geek out over their TPT business with other sellers. I would love to personally invite you to join School of Sellers Ignite, a work club that is open to any and all TPT sellers. Ignite is the first membership of its kind designed to not only deliver monthly challenges with prizes, but also provide space and resources to work alongside other sellers. One of our main goals is to give you the community and accountability that's missing from your business life. We will have power hour work sessions, prizes for challenges, and so much more. Join today at schoolofsellers.com ignite. So you have, I'm looking up at your store. So I have it sorted by most recent. How have you been deciding what to update next? Like, what does that process look like? 
Well, I'll say Jumpstart was actually super helpful for this. And then doing all the Ignite, you can see there's a lot of new mini bundles there. That was from the Ignite Challenge in January. So it's awesome. been helpful to kind of sketch out my plans for the year. And even if I'm not exactly a, on track of where I thought I'd be by now, at least I know kind of the big picture of where I want to go. So I've been working through these vocabulary lines, three product lines that do vocabulary in different ways. And so those were the three lines I was like, I want to completely redesign them and then add more sets for each of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of in the weeds on that right now. I've got the redesign finished for the first of the product lines, but I've only like done it to one of the sets, right? So now I have like 10 other sets that I need to go apply it to. Yay. I'm like, I'm thrilled with how it came out. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get the updates applied to all of them, but I'm kind of like, all right, do I do the updates first or do I do the new products first, you know, just to keep some products building in my store and get the energy out there. And then I've got the two more product lines to also go through and update. And so I kind of feel like I should finish the first one before I go start on the second one. So it's not like half done, but I don't trying to decide whether to make some new sets, whether to go revise the old sets. And in the meantime, it's actually going to work out perfectly for the March Ignite Challenge because I have a different product line where the previews were just like dreadful and desperately needed to be updated. So that's actually what I've been working on over the last week or so. It's creating a new preview template and I've at least got it to all of the bundles and then some of the individual products, but I still have to run that through all of the individual products too. So like, <laughs> it is a, a long process. I was, but I was, I was thinking that as you were explaining all of this, I was like, this is perfect for the optimization yeah. challenges that we're doing this month because it's like aligns perfectly. I think, you know, so I think it can be tricky to decide if we spend more of our time optimizing what we already have versus creating new. And again, it's a very much a personal business by business situation. I think I would say for just on the surface of things, you know, you have over a hundred products, which is great. I think the most important time to really focus on the new product creation and churning out new products is when you're first starting out not just to get yourself seen and out there, but also just to obviously feel more comfortable with the product creation. I feel like you're at a good point where you could probably spend it. Now it depends on how much extra, like how much time you have in your schedule to do TBT. Ideally you would, I would recommend spending half your time on optimizing what you have. And then the other half on creating the new products. But if, and this goes for you and anyone who's listening, if you are someone who is like super pressed for time and you are looking to, make an impact with like with little, the little time that you're given, I would say that optimization is probably going to result in changes faster for you. Because when you think about it, it's like, this feels heavy right now to have to go through and update everything. But at the same time, when you're creating new stuff, it's just adding to that load. Obviously you're making the new stuff with the new branding, but it's just more now, more inventory that you have in your store. Do you feel like you could devote maybe like 50, 50 to both of those or. I think so. And I think lately I've actually been swinging more towards the optimization end just because at least it's there and I can do it. And it's not, doesn't require as much of the brain power to come up with all the new stuff. Mm -hmm. And since we're right smack dab in the middle of our semester, it's, you know, finding the time is not always as easy as one would hope. I was thinking maybe like, for some of the products, at least this one that I've got redone, I might create one new set because I thought I should have like a freebie of that set in the store, mm-hmm. show people the product and then link it to all the rest of them and be like, oh, didn't you love this? Don't you want the rest of them? Yes. Um, I was 
you're like reading my mind. I was going to say, if, if we're talking about expanding an, an existing product line, then that could be killing two birds with one stone. You could use those new pieces to optimize your existing listings. So like, I, I love the idea of the freebie leading back to other parts of the product line. So I think if you're creating new products with that optimization in mind, that you could easily work on both at the same time. And I love what you said about like, it's already there. And one of the things I love about optimizing versus creating new is that a lot of the tasks involved in optimizing, like updating a cover, updating title, that can be done with like small pockets of time. And it's not something you have to have a whole day cleared out, you know, to work on. And as someone who's in the classroom, I can imagine having those small tasks you can tackle is probably really helpful. It definitely helps since most of my TPT time is like before seven in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think that you could get away with doing both, but I definitely wouldn't stop the the updating in, in lieu of creating brand new, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. And I feel like now it's like, I want people to see this up, this updated design, but then they're going to go look at all the other ones in the line and be like, oh, but they look different. And I, you know, I don't want to do, I can't do the covers and like the rest of the thumbnails and the preview until I get the product update finished, because otherwise it'll be a lie because it won't look like that and it won't have all of the components. So it kind of feels like I need to kick it into gear and, over getting some of these other. Yeah. And, it, and that can be hard because like, you don't want to totally put it on hold while you fix everything because there's never like, I feel like we're always in flux with TBT creation. Like there's always something that still needs to be done, but we can't do it until this happens. So I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about the stuff looking different. I think people are probably pretty used to seeing old and new versions of covers, but I think you're right. If you can time it up so that you do have the current set done before you drive traffic to any new products or you know, that would obviously be ideal. Yeah. It's kind of what I've been leaning towards, but <laughs> what would you say is your, what percentage of, so let's say you have about a hundred products. What percentage would you say is, are they all selling or do you think you have like a certain cluster that's like your older products and don't get as much action? Like what do you feel like the current products in your store are representative of what you want to be known for? I think. The more, especially the more recent products in my store, I've been trying to be more intentional about only creating things that like I stand behind that. I mean, and not that I don't st- like, I don't think the old products were bad, but they're just more random, right? They feel like, mm-hmm. oh, Hey, I have this thing on my computer. Let me put it on TPT, you know? And I tried to go through, I've deactivated several that were just so old and so beyond where I want to be that I just took them down. And so I would say we're moving towards having my store be like fully representative of what I want to be known for, what I want out there. Then I would say that's another vote for going ahead with the optimization. Cause I would say if you were in a position where you were kind of like, you know, like tr- transitioning, like you may be like half your store. I was at this point at one time where like half my store was like old products that I never really wanted to like push never. any longer. And then I was also feeling the pull to like continue creating like the new types of products that I had in my store. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and this was the impression that I got I feel like you have a solid foundation of products and, and you could afford to focus more of your time on the optimization piece rather than creating brand new. But I know it's hard because optimization doesn't exactly like 
fulfill that creative urge yeah. that the creation does. Yeah. So it does feel be, like it's probably the, the right way for me to go right now. I realize that like I've got the one product line, the conversation prompt sets that I had already optimized over the summer and I only had one mm-hmm. set in the past. So I kind of brought that up to date and then I've made new sets. But now every time I'm making them, it's like all the templates are set up with the new branding and it's like super easy, ready to go. So that might be like, if I want to get a new product out there, be like, I will make one new set of these where it's already set up the right way. And then spend the rest of my time going back. And that's a good, a good way to think about it. Doing the creation for the things that are going to be less time intensive for now. And then you can tackle the more Cause you know, you always have projects that are way more involved than others. So I don't think it would make sense to like start the super involved new product set right now, if you're focused on optimizing, but I think that's a good compromise doing something like that. I wanted to point out about your covers too, that I love the way that you have used numbers to call out, like, for example, your conversation prompts has 72 questions and the way that you have put that 72 questions text all by itself on the white background really makes it pop. Um, and usually I'm opposed to like inserting extra text, but this really works in this situation. And I noticed you did it in a couple other products as well. This one. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, so it's more conversation That's, prompts. So I think that is really effective. Okay. I love that. Love that. Yeah. There's really not much I, else I would change about maybe some of the covers sticking just to one photo or two photos and enlarging them a little bit. But again, I love, I mean, you have a good use of white space on your covers as well. So it doesn't feel too cluttered to me. I think you've done a nice job with the balance. And again, I feel like I gave this piece of feedback in our last audit, but you have also done a nice job of using your logo a lot of times we'll recommend not putting our logo on the covers because it like detracts or not detracts, but it's kind of takes up space where something else could go. But in your case, I think your logo is so recognizable. And even at a smaller size, like I could see that and be like, oh, I know whose stuff that is. And so I think that works as well. I really think you are on a great track for your covers. I'm going to click through to one of these products, which one would you like me to click through and just take a peek at? Any of the ones up along the top, actually. Okay. Any of the featured ones, because those all should Want to do this one? Yeah, that's the one that I just redesigned, the whole thing. Perfect. Oh, yeah, I love in your thumbnails. So for those listening, Jennifer has created thumbnails that design-wise match her cover image. You're using the outline, which is awesome. And the same font, same colors, everything looks super cohesive and really clean, which is awesome. Let's see here. I would say maybe a little text heavy, but not too heavy. I like that you've included a call to action on your last thumbnail to see the preview for more info. I think that's really important in the path that a buyer is going to take from seeing these to further looking into your product. But no, I think, I think that you, so for example, on this thumbnail right here, I love your heading. You said 81 words included. The product we're looking at is vocabulary cards for Spanish clothing. So words for clothing in the Spanish language, correct? Yes. Okay. So, um, I love your heading at the top of this thumbnail, 81 words included. I would say you could probably get rid of that top paragraph where you explain 
that it covers the topic of clothing, because what I would really want to see as a buyer is that bullet list of features okay. where that's the topic is covered. You could, I mean, you could like blow up that paper larger so that you could see, and then also make the list a little larger on the side. And I think that would pack a really good punch. I try to stay away from like any paragraphs on these thumbnails mm-hmm. because I think people just block it out for the most part, unless, I mean, you obviously have sellers or I'm sorry, buyers who are going to go through everything with a fine tooth comb. So you will definitely have people that will appreciate this information. So it's definitely not like a, you know, something you should get rid of right away, but I would consider anywhere you have like blocks of text, like right Mm -hmm. here, only because everything else on the card is I would want to see bigger and more front and center. Um, and then if you do have stuff that you get rid of, for example, blocks of text, that would be a really good thing then to put into your preview. Kind of like, I like to think of previews as like things that didn't make the cut of your thumbnails, but stuff that that you still want people to see. Uh (laughs) Cause I know you want to tell them everything about everything. Let's take a look at this preview. Okay. Yeah. I love your images. I think that the way you used shadows on these mock-ups really helps the certain pieces to pop and it doesn't feel like a collage. It feels like an actual photo of it images. It looks more like a photo than what I was getting when I tried actually photographing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. And I love, love, love this preview. I love how you reiterated the categories that are featured. Um, I think that including the testimonials always an amazing thing to do in a preview. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything about this. This is see like what I was saying, like the larger blocks of text, I think this is a perfect place for that. Mm-hmm. So you could probably get rid of the blocks of text in your thumbnails and not even put them in here. It looks like you've already probably included okay. most of that information. But again, it's not something I would like run and do right away. I think this is so good as it is. So just something to consider for any future updates or anything that you sure. might want to do in that area. Take about two seconds to redo that. So that right. would be terrible. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, overall, I think this looks awesome. And I think it's so cool that you have put so much thought into your brand and your updates. And it's just, it's not something that, you know, is easy or quick, but it's so worth it once you figure out, you know, what has been your favorite thing about this process? Like, do you feel like it's had a positive impact on the way that you're running your business by like revisiting what you want your brand to look like? I think completely. It's gotten me so much more focused. Like as I'm thinking about what do I want to create next or what do I want to go back and change about my products? Like I know what, like who I am, what I'm about. And I feel like it makes it easier to communicate that to my audience. And I'm not trying to create everything for everybody. Like it just feels like it's given me so much more focus and it gives me energy because I really like what I'm doing, you know, and I I believe in what I'm doing. So it's, it's just fun. That's awesome. Do you have any other questions that I haven't answered during this process? I think so at the moment. I even uh, made a branded cover for my Jumpstart Planner. I love that. I feel like I, did you post that in the group? I feel like I remember seeing that. Okay. I love that. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know what it is about light bulbs, but they're like one of my favorite like icons for stuff or like symbols. I just, just love what stuff came up with for that with like the graduation cat. Like it just... 
It's exactly because yes. it's got the fun and the inspiration, but then also the graduation cap is that like nod towards like I actually have expertise, you know, I have a PhD in my field. So oh, right. that can be a differentiator right. and it kind of subtly speaks towards that. But then it's such a cute little icon. Like I use it as bullet points sometimes if I'm doing like a post on Instagram that has a list or something. I use a little light bulb as my bullet points and it's just I love it everywhere that. and I just love it. Yeah, you could use that across. I mean so much potential for just that one piece of your brand. I love that. You can kind of see it in that handout there. Like I've been moving towards just a really simple border on my products and you can see right up in the upper left corner of that. Yeah. So if you look at the handout, it's just got a plain line for a border, but up in the upper Ah, left corner, that's actually the black and white version of the light bulb. I love that. A little tiny element that loves that. Students, Like anyone who has that list is going to say like, Oh, I know where this came from. I mean, what a, what a powerful way to connect those resources, especially since like nobody really, I mean, again, I'm not my, you know, necessarily my ICA all the time, but like, who's actually reading the little copyright info at the bottom of the pages and how often does that get cut off? And, you know, so to have that subtle nod to your brand on things like that, I think is so smart. Yeah. I'm just, I'm loving how everything's coming out and it just, it feels Everything looks simple and clean and much more modern and fresh and better for a secondary audience too. You know, like that's my market and all of the cutesy fonts and, you know, frilly borders and stuff. It looks a lot younger. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I just And students notice that too. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll appreciate the mature look. Targeted towards my market. And yeah, I just feel so much more cohesive and it's so nice to sit down and do things and like actually know what I'm going to do when I sit down at my computer, you know? Well, and that's a good point too, about the secondary seller designing process, because mm-hmm. well, I, I feel, I don't have numbers to back it up, but I feel like it's so elementary heavy on TBT. So again, a nice way to get your products to stand out when they don't have the cutesy borders and clip art, it's, it's automatically, oh, this is for older kids. And that's mm-hmm. what secondary teachers need when they're scrolling through TBT. Right. That's been my hope. So well, you've done an amazing job. Thank you for letting us go through your store and thank and you so much for it. I know it's kind of a vulnerable situation, but this has been really cool to see. Awesome. So thank I you so, so appreciate much. Appreciate your time and your thoughts and all of that. Oh, I appreciate your time. I thank you so much for sitting down to do this with me.